From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, February 9th. When Mill Creek tore through Moab's downtown in August of 2022, folks in the local area alerted each other by watching the weather and social media for the status of the flood. No one received an emergency alert. This was a sore spot of Grand County's emergency management response, and there were some close calls as Mill Creek overtopped its own banks and even town bridges. After this, Grand County went out to hire a permanent emergency management director, a position that had been covered for years by other staff with other responsibilities. That new director is Cora Phillips, who's now been in charge of the department for a few months and recently helped update the emergency operations plan. She sat down with us to talk about her background and what's different now about local emergency management since the flooding this August. Let's talk about your background. Uh, Cora, you have a long list, a long resume related to emergency management. Uh, Can you tell us about your experience um, related to this position? Yes, so I started in EMS, emergency medical services, when I was about 15, 16. I was a junior in high school and wanted to get involved with the ski patrol at my local resort. I became a ski patroller and EMT, and I think I received my certification when I was 16 for my EMT, and that's kind of how I started. And then at the rescue squad, um, one of the individuals that served there with me, he was an instructor at University of Maryland, Baltimore County in the paramedic program. Mm. And so he talked me into furthering my education, and I received a bachelor's of science in emergency health services from the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Mm-hmm. And as part of that program, earned my paramedic. And then I was doing my clinicals in that area of Baltimore City and surrounding rural areas as well. And was looking to do something similar but different. I wasn't really interested in being a paramedic in Baltimore City. And one of the individuals that I worked with through Whitetail Ski Patrol happened to work for the National Park Service. And he said, have you thought about being a paramedic for the National Park Service? I said, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. Um, And so then I ended up being a seasonal law enforcement ranger with the National Park Service and serving as a paramedic. So I did law enforcement paramedic. And then did some uh, random things in between. I was a business assistant at a dental office, and I also had a home baking business when I lived in Texas. Cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I landed a job with FEMA. I worked as a disaster survivor assistance crew leader for five years. So whenever there was a disaster, I would fly or drive to that location, Mm -hmm. whatever made sense. And really immerse myself in the community, serving individuals that had been impacted by a disaster and really working to identify those that were disproportionately impacted. Wow. Okay. So you have a long history in this realm. A lot of uh, your current job as Grand County's Emergency Management Director is laying out plans before a disaster occurs. So there have been a flurry of emergency-related planning updates since you've come on board, including um, an update to the Emergency Operations Plan. Can you talk about this? So 
The emergency operations plan was adopted in January by the county commission, and that puts us in compliance with House Bill 96 and permits us to apply for and receive grant funding. At that stage, I recognize that it's not yet where it needs to be. Um, It was last updated in 2012. We're looking at moving towards an incident support model, which is better suited for rural communities where individuals wear many hats and serve more than one role. As much as I would have liked, it was a bit unrealistic to overhaul an entire emergency operations plan between November 28th when I was hired and the January 17th commission meeting to meet the January 20th deadline. Um, I am continuing to revise our emergency operations plan and ensure that the information contained is verified and updated so that we are following best practices. Moving forward, I'll be reviewing the plan regularly per the Comprehensive Preparedness Guide, which details when we should consider reviewing and updating the plan, such as after a major incident like the flood events, a change in elected officials such as the sheriff, and major exercises, just to name a few. Okay, so some continued updates and planning ahead. So it's sort of in that vein, let's talk about updates to the emergency alert system. As you know, this was a huge issue during the flooding in 2022. Um, What has changed about our emergency preparedness or alert system from August to now? I would say based on what I've gathered and observed, training relating to emergency management, specifically the integrated public alert and warning system training through FEMA was not prioritized and there was a lack of redundancy. So now um, our sheriff, our chief deputy, captain, all dispatchers, and I um, have the necessary training to initiate an alert through our dispatch center and the integrated public alert and warning system. So if for some reason I went on vacation, there is someone else that can initiate an alert. It doesn't fall on just one individual. We've also raised the bar for deputies. All are required to complete a base set of courses to familiarize themselves with the National Incident Management System and Incident Command Structure. I'm also working with the Utah Division of Emergency Management to schedule higher level command courses, hopefully as early as May. So does the public need to sign up for anything to get emergency alerts now? So if an alert is initiated through AlertSense through wireless emergency alerts, there is not a need to sign up. So even a tourist that is passing through our area can receive that alert. Mm -hmm. Um, However, we do recommend that individuals sign up for alerts through Grant County Alert to ensure that they receive messages if they are out of town, for example. Mm -hmm. That way, they'll receive alerts even if they are out of the geofence area where that emergency is occurring. Right. So a lot of us carry these phones around and they do have the ability to receive emergency alerts depending on where we roam. But if you're out of town and concerned about friends or family members or your house, um, it's encouraged that you sign up through the Grand County website for those alerts. Correct, yes. You know, related to that, has Grand County had to put out any alerts since you've been in the emergency manager position or since the alert protocol, I suppose, has been more streamlined? Uh, Yes, during the winter storm, at the same time the commission meeting was happening to get the emergency operations plan approved to receive grant funding and be in compliance with House Bill 96. Um, Yes, uh, we sent out an alert as a result of the road closure for 191 south of us. Great. Well, thank you, Cora. And 
you know, finally, what are you excited about sharing with the Moab community about, you know, emergency management in general? Uh, One of my main goals now is to improve community awareness and access to water and weather monitoring data. We've partnered with supervisory hydrologist Chris Wachowski with the USGS. Um, He's going to be providing a presentation on how to access water monitoring data and how to subscribe to water alerts. Uh, That will be taking place right after Valentine's Day on February 15th at the Grand County Library from 6 to 8 p.m. I also met with uh, Jeff and Scott with the National Weather Service based out of Grand Junction, Colorado, um, just recently. We were discussing ways to improve community awareness and messaging. Um, Hopefully we'll schedule a weather spotter course for the community sometime this summer. We don't have dates set yet, but um, stay tuned. Thank you, Cora. Thank you, Molly. Cora Phillips, Grand County's new Emergency Management Director. Find a link to sign up for emergency alerts and read the Emergency Operations Plan in the show notes. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, February 9th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.